0: Listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Bible Church and Pastor Mark Kirkendall. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, you can find more information about the church at our website, bethelbible.com. You can find us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Bethel Bible. Let's join Sunday service now. And so this morning, we are putting the pause on our series through Romans, and we're focusing in on this idea of Christmas. And Christmas is about the baby that changed the world. And I know we live in a time where there is so much focus put on so many things, but Christmas is about the baby that changed the world. And so last week, we saw the answer to this question, why was this baby born? From Colossians 1, the first 14 verses. And there were three things that we saw from Paul writing to the church in Colossae. He says, first, the baby was born that you could have hope, a hope that will never disappoint. He also said that the baby was born to reveal God's perfect plan for your life and for mine. And the last thing we saw was the baby was born to name you as an heir to his kingdom. So this week, we're going to see Paul answer a different question. The last week was, why was the baby born? And so this week is, who is this baby? I don't know if you've ever heard or read or listened to the man Adrian Rogers, a Baptist pastor that once answering this question wrote these words, and I think he captures it well. He says, it is estimated that of all the people who have ever lived since the dawn of civilization, there were about 60 billion people that have walked the planet Earth. Of those 60 billion who have walked the earth, Only a handful have really made any real lasting impression and have actually changed the world. And in a handful of people, there is one who stands head and shoulders above all others, and his name is Jesus. More attention has been given to him, more devotion has been given to him, more criticism has been given to him, more adoration has been given to him, and more opposition has been given to this one person than of any other. Every recorded word that he said is more sifted, more analyzed, scrutinized, debated. Every word than all the other historians and the philosophers and scientists put together. Yet, he was here 2,000 years ago. And after 2,000 years... There is never a minute on this earth that millions are not studying what he said. You think about it. Here is a person who lived in this minuscule, tiny little land two millenniums ago. And yet his birth divides the centuries. B.C. before Christ and A.D. the year of our Lord. He never wrote a book that we knew of. Yet library after library could be filled with the volumes, the multiplied millions of volumes that have been written about the Lord Jesus. He never painted a picture as far as we know, and yet the world's greatest art, the world's greatest dramas, the world's greatest music, the world's greatest literature has Jesus Christ, the Jesus of Nazareth, as its source. Jesus never raised an army as far as we know, Yet multitude millions have died for him. He never traveled very far from his birthplace. And yet his testimony has gone around and around and around the world. A ministry of only three short years. Here we are 2,000 years later saying, Jesus, your name is wonderful because his name is. There has never been nor will there ever be another baby that changed the world like the one that we celebrated on, or Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth? So who is this baby? I want you to know it is one of the most important questions you can ever answer. And so we hope as Christmas is just a few days away that we will stop and contemplate and think about who is this baby because it defines everything. So church, let's pray. Father, we come before you in celebration of the one that you sent to bring us and to meet our greatest need. And so, Lord, this morning, as we think about who this baby is, would you help us to look through these scriptures intently and to learn once again who this baby is. Help us to not lose sight of this in the hustle and bustle of this season but that we would stop and to contemplate who the one is you sent. Lord, we ask this in His name, Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. So this morning, I want to invite you to back to the book of Colossians. We're going to pick up where we left uh, in verse 15. And here's what Paul is going to answer today, because he's going to answer who is this baby. And he will answer it in kind of four categories. The first thing that you'll see is, where he's from. Because remember, Paul is writing to these three different groups of people that the pastor in Colossae is is trying to reconcile and to bring together under one truth. So he'll talk about where he's from, what he does, what his role is, and ultimately what his goals are. And so as you look in your scriptures, in verses 15 to 20, you will find seven characteristics about this Jesus of Nazareth. In fact, there is not a list that surpasses this one in all of Scripture that, that talks about Christ's deity and His humanity coming together. So the first thing we're going to see is, where is He from? And it begins in verse 15, where you'll see the very first two characteristics. He says, he, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So the first thing Paul wants us to know is he is the image, he is this representation of someone. Because that's what an image is. It's something that represents. It's something that shows an image of something or someone. But here's what we must understand is Jesus is not just a representation or even a close likeness. Because if you've got cross references in your Bible, one of those will be Hebrews 1.3. Because listen how it reads. He, speaking of Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of Of his nature. So he's not just a representation, he is the representation of God. Then in John chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long, and yet you still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me, and you notice, has seen the Father. So it says, if you saw Jesus, if you see me, you have seen God. So here's what Paul wants us to understand is that Jesus brought God into the human sphere of understanding. That in Christ, he makes the invisible God visible. So he is the image of the invisible God. But then he says, the firstborn of all creation. And this is a verse that has been misrepresented, it has been misunderstood. And some groups will try to show that this means that Jesus was a created being. But that's not at all what Paul is saying. He means that Jesus preceded all of creation. That he was before the creation that we know. So where is he from? What is he trying to say about where Jesus is or where he has come from? He wants us to know that Jesus is the physical revelation of the invisible God from eternity past he's always been he always will be and he is the physical revelation of the invisible God. Well then Paul moves on. Well what what is this baby here to do? It's in the next two verses. He says for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. For He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. So he says, by Jesus, all things, heaven and earth, visible and invisible, they were created by Him. But notice that isn't all. Not only is he the creator of all things, he is the one that sustains everything. Man, I mean, just the other day, I was standing outside and, man, it was a clear sky and you could see the stars. And I me and a friend were talking, all of a sudden, man, the shooting star just blew through the sky. And then we stood there thinking of the planets. And then I've got the app that Paul Kiel showed me where you can put it up in the sky and it will show you the formations of the stars and their names. And then you get to thinking of the planets. And how everything is in its certain place. And if anything was just off slightly, this universe would cease to exist. And this verse came to mind that he holds and sustains all things. So not only is a the creator of all things, not only does he all hold all things together, it tells us why they were created. They were created for him. It means that Jesus is the creator of everything But he is also the goal of all creation. Everything in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, exists to display his glory. And this includes the most majestic scenes you would see in all creation. And it includes the ones sitting right next to you. All creation exists to display who Jesus is. So what is he to do? He is the creator and the sustainer of everything. Well, then Paul moves to then what is the role of this baby? In verse 18, this baby is going to grow up, even though he's only going to live in early 30s on this earth. He is the head of the body of the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent. So he is the head of the church, including this one. But he's also the first born from the dead. That Paul is showing he was the first one to rise to a glorified immortal body. That he is the leader of a whole new order of life. That he is the one that went through death to life first. And then in everything, he is preeminent, meaning he has supremacy over everything. So what is his role? He is the Lord over the church, and he is the only way from death to true life. Even through this child. But then he's got one last thing that he shows us. He says, what are the goals of this young child? That in him we see him grow, and in verse 19 and 20, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. That this baby was born to come into the fullness of God, the completeness of God, was pleased to dwell. And then through his life and through his death, he will reconcile all things and that he is the ultimate peacemaker. So why was this baby born? To show that he is a sovereign king over time and eternity and the one and only true reconciler. So during this Christmas season, I I hope we will stop and pause and think about why do we come, why do we stop and celebrate this baby being born in this small, minuscule, little unknown place called Bethlehem? It's to bring you hope. We pray that you have that this season. That He came to reveal God's plan for your life. That we're not left into this world wondering, what am I to do? He ultimately came to make you an heir to His kingdom. One day you can reign with Him in a world where there will be no pain, there will be no sorrow, there will be no sin, and you get to reign with Him in all glory for all eternity. But it begins with answering this question, who is this baby? Because everything that we say, what we, how we answer this, is because it changes everything. This is why this matters today. Because if Paul is right, and we would say he is, if Paul is right, if Jesus is the physical revelation of the invisible God, if that's true, then the only way you can know God the Father is through Jesus Christ. That we can know God personally and intimately through Jesus Christ. Meaning if He did not come, you never would have known who God is. If Paul is right and we believe he is, if Jesus is the creator and the sustainer of everything, then you can trust Him with all that you have and all that you are if Jesus is Lord over the church in the only way from death to life, He's the only one worthy of following. And if Jesus is the true sovereign King over time and eternity, and if He really is the true reconciler, He's really the only one that is in control and it's not us. And He's the only one that can bring you everlasting. Peace. You know, and this is a time of year where many of us look forward to all the things that Christmas brings. Gifts under the tree, time with family and friends, sitting around the table enjoying a good meal. But none of that matters if these are not true about that child that was born in Bethlehem that is known as Jesus of Nazareth. And so the question this morning is, do you have that peace Or are you still searching? You know, there'd be no greater Christmas present to anyone than to see someone come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then for those that have that, that they would seek to know, man, there are so many things in this world that are vying for my attention and my focus, and I fight that battle each and every day in my mind. But for these truths to come real and to resonate, That there is only one way to peace, and it's through that baby. And so church, this morning, I hope that we will take these things and reflect on these over the next few days as we get to celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in that baby Jesus. So church, pray with me. Father, this morning, it is great to be in your house with your people to take a moment out of this season and to pause and to reflect on what is truly important. Lord, you didn't have to come and, and to save us through your son, but you did. And you came and through him, you bring us hope. You reveal the plan for our lives. And ultimately, we see that you truly are the one that comes to name us an heir to your kingdom. And Father, as we contemplate and think about who this child was, who this baby is, to think of all that this baby encompassed and what he reveals, that without him, we would never know you. Without him, we could never be able to trust you. And Lord, we pray that these things would set heavy on us, cause us to stop and to pause. And Lord, would you be what everyone in here needs during this season and lord i ask all this in his name jesus of nazareth born in bethlehem in the name of jesus amen and amen so church will you stand with me man kids you did absolutely wonderful never even knew you were here maybe we should have you here each and every week and uh but hey next week do not let me forget next week one service at 10 30 and then come January, uh, we'll be back to our normal schedule. But we hope to see you Tuesday night at 5 o'clock at Caldwell Auditorium for an all-campus Christmas Eve service. So would this carry us this morning our benediction from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, that He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times For the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Merry Christmas. Go in peace. You're dismissed. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you were blessed and encouraged. And if you have any questions or comments, we want you to let us know. Simply send your thoughts to questions at Bethelbible.com.